it in, man. Just wanted to get on here real quick and bring y'all some updates about this crazy girl on the, on the um, she was on Blazeburg Road yesterday, breaking up this damn bus. It was wild, man. And today, uh, I got my man on with me, man. I got my commissioner, man. I, I'm, I'm actually involved with a, uh, with a fantasy league, and it's kind of funny that I'm involved with a fantasy league, because I said this year I wasn't going to watch football because of the whole NFL thing. And um, I made a decision yesterday after saying that Cap got his case, um, kind of got some momentum on his case and his case going to trial with the NFL. Um, so it kind of it kind of enlightened me a little bit, kind of brightened up my day. So I had uh, sent a text into my league saying that I wasn't going to be in the league this year. The commissioner was like, Slim, what is you – you ain't even – he didn't tell me what's going on. So I thought it was fitting that I put him on so we can rap about the NFL and just, you know, rap in general about what's going on, get his take on why he still, you know, chooses to watch and, um, you know, get his take on the NFL in terms of, you know, what's going on with it right now. So I want to introduce my man, GP. What's up, Chank? What's up with you, Cal? Ain't too much, man. So, um, I mean, you, you the commissioner. You set the rules for our league. Um, give, 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 give the people just a little bit of idea of, you know, what we do in our league and how we get down on our, on our fantasy football league. You know, our league is a, is a, uh, paid league and we do a lot of trash talking. We have a lot of fun. It's a 10 man league, but we allow, uh, it's a PPR league. Um, but we allow for each other to have the leverage of using, um, waivers as a way to, you know, protect ourselves from injuries and stuff like that. So we kind of a little stingy on letting a lot of people in our league. It's kind of an exclusive league, and it's is we. It's a it's a it's a pretty high it's a pretty high payout. You know, and for for us, if folks want to make it a little more expensive, everybody be down to have a discussion about it. So I kind of allow my the guy the guys in the league with me to to have a lot of say so on what we do. You know, so. We have a lot of fun in our league. I don't know about everybody else's league. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear, I hear, I hear stuff about other leagues, and I mean, I, I honestly feel like, I mean, maybe just because it's us and it's our core group of guys. I mean, it just makes it fun because we, I mean, you you figure, you know, the, the group the group text at six in the morning is popping. Oh yeah, we get it going early. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's popping. It's motherfuckers talking shit, My, nigga. Yeah, your man, he oh what? I'm like, yo. I mean, I remember one morning, man. It was like seven in the morning. I look up, I got like 14 missed texts. I'm like, Joe, really? <laughs> but that just, but that just goes to show, you know, how much we into it. You know, how much we stand on top of it. Like I just saw, um, 
uh, Khalil Mack, man. I just saw Khalil Mack got traded or or, or, or they're initiating the trade to go to Chicago. I mean, how I mean, how you feel about that? Um, I feel like uh, things probably could have been handled. Um, you know, when you have an exclusive player like that, he gonna be looking for top dollar. From what I hear, they were really waiting to see what Aaron Donald got before they, you know, solidified creating even st- starting a con- conversation with Khalil Mack. But I think the way they handled it for full Khalil Mack, he had to stand up as a man and say that he wasn't pleased at how he was being treated. So I understand right. him. I understand him forcing that trade. That that was a good decision right. for him if he felt like he wasn't getting the respect he deserves, especially f- for a new head coach coming in, not to be reaching out to him. I think right. that rubbed him the wrong way. Right. Yeah. And 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 and, and I mean, <laughs> Donald got paid. I mean, he, uh, he the best. Congratulations <laughs> to him. Congratulations <laughs> to him. And I feel like he deserved it. I mean, because yeah. everybody was talking bad about him when he got hurt. Was he gonna come back strong? And it's and it seemed like he came back even stronger. Oh, so he. I was, happy, I was yeah. I was happy to see he got his money. Yep. Yep. Definitely. So um, yesterday, I mean, I like to just do a quick, you know. Uh, just, just a quick current event of what's going on. So yesterday, this young lady was on Blainsburg Road. And it's funny because it was on Blainsburg Road right across the street. I mean, right in front of the police station, Champ. It was a bus. It was a car. I think her and another car got into some type of road rage. And the bus driver of the bus mentioned to her that she needed to get off the road. She was driving crazy. And she went ham, Slim. She started took a baseball bat, went to the windshield, cracked the windshield. Then she went back in the trunk of the car she was driving and got the jack, the metal jack and started busting the window out. Mm. Then it was a dude standing in front of her car recording. I mean, did you did you see it? I, I haven't been, you know, fully aware on, on this one. I saw a, a little snippet, but uh, I got I was a little more interested in uh, Venus and Serena last night. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, uh, it, yeah. And, I thought I thought it was interesting that you know when I first looked at the video that I could tell she was a young and then today yeah. it come out that she's twenty years old mm-hmm. and it just seems like these youngest man they they off the chain. But you mentioned uh, Venus and Serena. How, how did that work out? I mean, I said I was gonna watch it, and yeah. then I, and then oftentimes I feel like sometimes I don't want to watch it because I like both of them, you know, and I don't like to see them play each other. But what was your take on the match? I was a little disappointed in Venus. You know, I thought she had been really tested early and uh, by her other matches. But a uh, little sis came to play, man. Blew her out the water last night, man. Um, and, but, uh, and so, what's the what's the what's the dynamic between them two? I mean, this is not the first time they played, but like, uh, who has the who has the winning advantage over the two? Yeah, Serena has it. I, I, I remember. Uh, young arguing with my uncle because my uncle was was into tennis when he was alive and uh, he always told me that Serena was going to be better and it just panned out that way even their father knew that she was going to be better but you know it's just that motivation of being the younger sister and your your older sister usually beating up on you and she probably just had that more that was just more driven that she's not going to lose no more right and I think it just continued to carry over and you know their father did a great job. You know how nowadays we, we be saying that some of these kids play too much sports, too much basketball, too much AAU, too much. Her father, their father had that insight and was like, I'm not going to put them in all those tournaments. I'm going to just let them play each other because they're still going to shop and steal. They're going to beat everybody anyway when they get older. Right. right. And he, he took a lot of that. Um, that's why they're able to play in there. Up, You know, Venus 38. 
you know, most tennis players be done early, you know, so he took a lot of that, uh, that wear and tear off their body by not putting them on all those tournaments. So he was, you know, people talk bad about him, but the dude did the, did the best he could for his daughters and they were successful. So you don't think, you don't think, um, Venus was upset that the, um, the, uh, the U.S. Open told her she couldn't wear that cat suit and that little, you know, chip on her shoulder when she played? Oh yeah, she gonna take she 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 like the mindset of Mike. She gonna take every little bit as a you know to to put her aggression out on whoever she playing against. So I, I think all that stuff drives her. Right. You so know, she, she got that kind of mentality, we, like like we had when we was growing up. Yeah, I mean, because when we was growing up, I mean, again, it was a different time, and I mean, yeah. but the, I think the mentality of winning is still the same regardless if it's your cousin, your family member, your sister, whatever. You want to win regardless. I mean, then oh, yeah. it's, 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 it's more, it's more, it's more in, involved with it because you want, you, you want to talk shit after the game. You want to, you want them to look at them like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm booping that ass. So it ain't like a, um, in a negative way, it's just, you know, that's, that is just that competitive drive that's in us. Definitely. I mean, especially when it's your, your, your friends, your, your, your family, you you keep you keep keeping score. You know what I'm saying? I mean, exactly. Exactly. we can see it. We can see it when we play cards. You know, so I know you you got homies that you be like, man. You know, I I'm up 10, 15 on you, man. You ain't you ain't doing shit. You ain't doing nothing, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I mean, I'm, I, I I I guess I guess we're gonna dive right into it because uh-huh. I mean, it's, it's been a topic that's been on. TV for a while now, and I haven't really touched it. I mean, I had a couple guests that I wanted to get on, but we haven't connected yet. <clears throat> and I thought of you when I couldn't connect with another guest because I felt like when we talk, we normally text and talk, you know, um, you know, basically uh, Redskins football and things of that nature. So, you know, just give us some feedback on how you feel about, first and foremost, the NFL coming out with the rule, one, and mm-hmm. two, how do you feel um, it it affected you in terms of viewership and in, in terms of you still, you know, um, wanting to watch the game? And then three, you know, give us a little take on how you feel about Caps, um, his case, you know, moving forward, going to trial against the NFL. Okay, so first, let, let me talk about the viewership. So first things first, I love football. Uh, basketball is my favorite sport, but as far as, like, understanding what game is – you know, most where you really need everybody to participate and do their job. Football is probably the most skilled game out there. So I really enjoy the game. So as far as viewership, I want to watch football. Right. I understand that uh, we have a social issue that's come about as opposed to, you know, it just being about watching the game. It's, it's about, you know, are you socially being responsible to not just your people, but to the masses of people who want to practice their civil rights. Correct, correct. And, and uh, so I really understand the position that Cap took. Um, as opposed to Cap, I feel like he was really tr- treated unfair. I felt that there was collusion across the Absolutely. league to uh, to pretty much, I'm not going to say pretty much to keep him out, but to 
keep up with the status quo of how NFL life usually conducts business. And and, and okay. not to cut you and not to cut you off, but let's just let's just be yeah. honest though. Them motherfuckers was protecting their interests, protecting their money. Exactly. Well, that, that's that's what I'm saying. You know, they they want to they want to do business as usual, and right. and we've seen in the NFL that they. Uh, the, the one of the reasons I, why I think he's really been treated unfair is because we got people who kill people in the NFL, and you know somebody making a peaceful protest can't be as bad as these women women beaters, killers, right. you know people with you know five ten drug charges on them, you know right. people who sold dope, bought right. guns right. at airports, all right. you know right. what I'm saying. So so right. you know his social his social responsibility to his community can't be worse than those other things that's been going on. <clears throat> and, 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 and Grandpa, guess what? It was quiet, though. Peaceful. He ain't he ain't, he ain't, ain't make no noise with it. He ain't announce it. He just took the knee. Well, truthfully, was truthfully, before he took the knee, he was sitting down. And then, then the news brought it up that he was sitting down doing the national act. I remember the, that. But it was it was ironic that they did that because Marshawn had been sitting down doing the national act. Been doing it. so. I wanted over there eating the skittles. Over eating skittles. So I, I, I'm, I'm all. I was always curious as to why they kind of singled him out when he was when he was doing it even more peaceful than the knee. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that I could never understand that. I mean, yeah, it, it, single my man out. They single my man out. They singled him out. I, I didn't really understand it. I would have thought that Marshawn would have been a bigger target. But you know the truth is, Marshawn at the time probably a better player, right? You know, so they ain't want to mess with him too much, right? So, 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 how how did that decision? How did that decision when they when they came up with, you know, okay, now we're gonna take a stern uh, turn and we're gonna say, look, if you come out, if if you come, if you're coming out on the field for the national anthem, one, you can't take a knee. And if you do too, we're gonna find you, or it's gonna be some type of, you know, uh, penalty against you and the team. Well, my problem with that was that that decision should have been collectively bargained. It shouldn't have been a fly by night decision by the NFL to say uh, we're gonna take a knee jerk reaction to this and punish people. Right. Um, if it wasn't collectively bargained that you have to stand, then no one should have to stand. Right. Um, the truth is. You know, I always try to look at things, and, and it's not a popular thing amongst, you know, people, especially working class people. I always try to look at it, I think, because I'm a, a previous business owner, I try to look at it from a business stance, too. Right. And I, you have you know, to. You always have to play devil's advocate. You have I mean, to. If, if, you own, if you owned a, a franchise who sell, sold fries and, you know, 80% of your customer base wants you to keep curly fries, but 20% wants you to get rid of them. You got to go with the 80%. You exactly. Know? So that's where your money is. That's where the money is. You know, um, so I think that, you know, I try to look at it from both sides, I, I, but but my, you know, me being black plays a, a big part of my feelings, my emotional, you know, feelings about it. And Absolutely. I think that if it wasn't collectively bargained, then you can't make a fly-by-night decision, a knee-jerk, have a knee-jerk reaction to it to say that we're gonna start penalizing people and you know, and doing all those things, which actually ended up happening. They could, they weren't able to suspend anybody or anything, 
But that's why they're trying to come out with the rule now before the season starts for this year. And, I mean, even even with that being said, okay, so the NFL PA steps in, they filed a grievance, you know, to put a pause on it. And then, you know, Jerry Jones and his brother, or was it his son? Is that his son or his yeah, brother? Yeah, his son, Steve. Okay, his son, his son, they come out, oh, yeah, ain't nobody on our team, you know, taking the knee. They take a knee. It's a, it's a done deal. They going to toe the line. What the fuck type of shit is that? You going to toe the line. What? I don't yeah, get that. I mean, so, like, like I said, from a business standpoint, I mean, I mean we're we not privy to see what the fan mill and all that stuff that comes in to them from a business standpoint is. You know, from a business standpoint, maybe the amount of uh, a, a fight back from their fan base and the people who go to their stadium and buy their products right, may dictate that they take a hard stance. And even though it's not popular, because Jerry Jones was a hypocrite, because he was one of the ones that did the whole lock arm thing and took the knee know, with, 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 with the, the team. And then, but now he got a whole you know different reaction to it. Exactly. But, but exactly. I, I think he came. He has a different reaction because financially it may be a problem. Right. Right. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not going like you know. My whole thing is this, Cap. I think really the players had the leverage to help Cap's case. They do. They you do. know, the fans, the fans, let's be honest, the TV deal was done back in 2011. They got $27 billion. Fox just renewed theirs this year. Right. Um, you know, so uh, for, I think that was for $3 billion. The TV money has already been made. So you're not watching the game. You know, it may affect some Nielsen numbers and some renegotiations for the new contract extension, but it ain't going to be about that much. Right. You know, because... You know, I will guarantee if we, you know, venture to look into it, the amount of black households probably are really dwarfed because we the minority in the country. Right. So as long as the masses still watch the game, the TV money not really going to really hurt the NFL. Right. I would, I would like to see, I think I was texting you, I would like to see the players and the, the, um, and, and, the and the community get together and boycott the games together. Exactly, together. You know, but you know, if 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 you had a son out there, let's say your son was Aaron Donald, you gonna tell you gonna you gonna tell your son not to take that game check? You know? Right, right. I, 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 he just got what? What was it? A uh, hundred million guarantee? Exactly. You go. You go say, hey son, why don't you uh sit out with the community and and pass on that. One point eight million dollar check that you. Oh, want oh, oh nah, So nah. So I think Aaron Donald's was one hundred thirty five. Uh, eighty-seven million guarantee, and and, and uh, Aaron Rodgers was uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers got a hundred million. Hundred million, yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, I mean, but 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 even still, with that, I mean, okay, you know, we talk about guaranteed money, and we always have that topic on, you know, guaranteed money being different from baseball to football to basketball. Right. You know, uh, basketball players, you know, um, you know, get more; they guarantee money up front. Baseball players. You know, they get all their money. They 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 salary is set off the break, and football yeah. players is scarce. And I mean, I understand that part of not being able to get that money, but at the end of the day, you know, the the way that you know unarmed people been getting killed on TV on with our skin color, and I was looking at um um the LeBron joint uh yesterday mm-hmm. the shot, mm-hmm. and I thought, you know, so for me, you know, you know, you know how I get down. I'm not a real big LeBron fan. In, ter- right. in terms of 
um, his basketball game because I think that me personally, I think that the comparison between him and Mike should not necessarily be compared because they were two different players. Right. And I was listening to Rich Eisen's podcast the other day and he was talking to uh, uh, Eric Snow. And Eric Snow was basically saying that he Eric Snow was just basically saying the same thing I was saying. They were two different players. LeBron is a all around player where he passes the ball, he blocks, he you know uh, he plays defense. You know he gets everybody involved. His uh, word, his words for Mike was Mike was the finisher. Right. Mike didn't have the best jump shot. Mike wasn't a high percentage three point shot. I mean shooter. But Mike just knew how to finish the game. In the fourth quarter, we knew Mike had to have his hands on the ball. Yeah. Period, I mean, point blank. And so that's why I don't really compare the two. But I was watching the show, and I was listening to LeBron. And, I mean, I, I ain't going to lie, I was shocked. I mean, as soon as he said nigga and he cursed, I was like, wait a minute. I turned the TV up. I was like, yeah. hold on. This ain't the dude that I be saying, you know, or, 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 you know, in front of the mics, in front of the cameras, and 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 somebody made a depiction saying that they could tell that he had arrived because he didn't care about what nobody thought about him no more. He wasn't trying to talk politically correct anymore. And so the show overall, to me, it, it was good. I mean, you know, because I guess I was just expecting something much different than what I saw. But it it, it was it was a decent show. But in terms of LeBron and, you know, just the money overall, I just feel like at the end of the day, you know, getting back to the heightened visibility that everybody has been seeing black men and women unarmed getting killed on TV. At what point do we as a community, as you said, stand up for something in regards to a, a, a situation as this, I mean, because we got police officers getting off. I was watching a video of a police officer shooting in Minnesota, and the, and the young dude um, had a gun, and in the car, the you know the the dispatch was like, yeah, he uh, he got this on, he looked like this, and he got a bottle of gin. And the officers laughed like, damn, that's real detail. He got a bottle of gin. And as right. soon as they bent the corner, they seen a black dude fitting description with a bottle of gin, and they said, oh shit, that's him. So he ran. And, and, and they said, oh, gun, gun, he got a gun. So they chased him. And, I mean, in retrospect, he has a gun on him. It was saying it, it was said that he was shooting up in the air or whatever the case may be. And they chased him down. And the police officer shot him. I want to say I counted at least six times that he shot him. And yeah. he never reached for his gun. But I had talked to somebody do I, that I want to get on the show soon. He's an ex-Marine. And he was like, Kevin, look, I'm going to tell you like this. And he's white, by the, by the way. He's white. He said, I'm going to tell you like this. He said, people got to understand that if they're not in that job or if they're not in that situation, they have no idea what type of amount of stress that is. Police officers are trained to shoot, to kill, to to, to disarm people. He said, so when he shot him, he shot him so this, the, the situation can be over with and, and two, so it don't escalate. I said, but but he never grabbed a gun. He said, now in the video, we don't we can't really tell whether he grabbed a gun or not. But that's, you know, that's the back and forth. That's the dialogue that we got to have. That's the dialogue that I feel like we got to have regardless because I feel like some people, like you just said, emotional. Some people get way too emotional and talking about it versus trying to look at it, like you said, from both sides, playing devil's advocate. So with that type of platform that people are getting killed on TV, you know, how do you, um, and, and, and with Colin Kaepernick making it, you know, known, 
how do you how does that adjust your 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 viewership of still wanting to watch the NFL and kind of what's your perspective on continuing to watch the NFL? Well, I'm, I'm going to talk about something else that you were saying um, when when you, uh, when the guy from the Navy was telling you about uh, the police and their training. So my question to him would have been, when did the police's training change from shoot to kill to de-escalate and protect and serve? Right. Because the police are supposed to be de-escalating a situation. Right. They're supposed to be you know, protecting and serving the community, but also, you know, I, I think we, we, it's a disconnect between the community and, and what the training is. And I think it needs to be a lot more dialogue between the community and the police. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. I think that we lose a lot when the police who police our neighborhoods are not from our neighborhoods. That's, that's, that's first and foremost. Because we lose a sense of community when, you know, back in the day, I remember when I lived over my grandmother's house and they used to do beat walking. We knew all the police officers. Yeah, and, yeah. And the police officers will tell you, I'm going to tell you your mother before you even got in trouble. Right. You know, so it's just like, you know, you know, LeBron James being open and honest doesn't really surprise me because he really come from where we come from. He does. He does. You know, so, so, you know, I know when he with his guys, he talked like that anyway. Right. You know, but, you know, I think that he, he was built and they, they knew he was going to be a star and he was built to, you know, be able to talk to the media. It come off corny to us, <clears throat> but it's really not corny to do building for his family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, so, and it makes sense now. It makes sense now. Yeah. And uh, so I, I'm not trying to jump. I'm just trying to cover a couple things that you were saying. Right. Um, as far as, you know. I always talk to talk about how you know we, we have a lot of expectations on athletes and uh, everybody wasn't um school like LeBron was school. Everybody wasn't kind of like giving this handbook um from 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 handlers because they knew the success that LeBron was gonna have. I think they they really catered to developing him how he spoke in front of the uh, 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 the television how he was able to, you know, kind of put things, even even the one bad decision people feel he made, that was a charity event. You know what I'm saying? So the decision, all that money that was made from the, the commercials and the endorsement went to charity, went to went to um, at-risk kids. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that part never gets bought up. But True. everybody was mad that he did it that way. But, True. So, but you know, the, the real significance in that is that he was so young thinking like that. Yeah, he you know, was thinking about, thinking about other people, right? You know, I've been been privileged to have you as a friend since '98. Yeah, and when we was 19 years old, 20, 21, 20, we weren't really thinking like that, right? You know what I'm saying? I think you know people use the phrase "woke," but sometimes you could just be aware. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. when you find funning and you young, and these dudes got rack of money, man, they're gonna be out doing things that they just not really aware because they got they they in their own little world. You know, so I think sometimes we 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 putting, you know, pressure on people to do stuff when we were their age, we weren't thinking like that either. Nah, we were trying to go see RE. Exactly. We trying to see uh we we gonna see five bands in a week. Yeah. You know, we not Easy. thinking about 
putting our money together to do nothing yeah. that was really, you know, being, I ain't gonna say positive, not the word that I'm looking for, but being progressive. Right, I got you. You see what I'm saying? But I think that uh, we would like for these guys to to be more socially aware and, and you know, it just so happened that Cap was woke, aware, and, and appalled by what he was saying. And yeah. I, not to say that the that the other guys aren't saddened by it, but I don't think they're as devastated by it as Cap was. Right. Um, that makes sense. You know, so as far as Cap is concerned, you know, me personally, I felt like um, whatever his relationship was with Harbaugh, you know, really started to crumble as far as their trust and him being able to really win games for them. Right. And I thought I thought that 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 distrust or whatever happened between the two of them started kind of sort of started leaning to a, a slow decline in his game. Right. <laughs> and then when the, when the new coaches came in, you know, I didn't think that they was really all all that excited about his gameplay, which I think attributed to him not really people thinking that, that it wasn't really worth the risk. Okay. You know, and then, you know, to Baltimore's credit, <clears throat> I, I definitely feel that Cap deserved a, a chance more than RG3. And, you know, Baltimore did offer him a contract. But, you know, their stipulation was he couldn't kneel. You know what I'm saying? So right. I guess Baltimore is going to say that we gave him an opportunity, but he would rather, you know, use his platform um, for what he wants to use it for versus to take on the contract. Right. So, you know, I have to, on one hand, I say at least Baltimore tried to give him a chance. But on the other hand, I, I got to say Cap stood for what he believed in. And sometimes that's just a hard decision. Right. Yeah, that is. That, I mean, in, in terms of, in terms of, uh, um, just in terms of looking at what's happened to him thus far, you know, by, by opening up and, and, and making that happen. I mean, it just seemed like it's, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to see that he's still strong, you know, and what he's right. doing, you know, writing the book, you know, donating money, you know, going over to Africa. I mean, doing everything that he's doing. I mean, a lot of the stuff that he's doing, like you said, don't get it wasn't getting publicized at all. I mean, yeah. you had to literally dig to see kind of, you know, where he was at, what he was doing. Was he still working out? Did he still want to play? Because I was talking to a young lady. She was like. Do Cap even still want to play football? I said, I don't even think he, I don't even think he's 30 yet, but I, I just found out he's 30. So yeah. I mean he still got a lot of game left in him. So oh, why yeah. would he want yeah, to play? Definitely. And All I right. mean, yeah, I mean I just mentioned, I just mentioned the other day that I, I tried to give it a, a decent percentage. And I basically was like, Cap is still better than at least at bare minimum 60, you know, between 60 and 40 percent of the quarterbacks that has a contract, whether they play or not, in the league right now. Well, he definitely, he definitely better than forty to fifty percent of the starters, but he better than all the backups. Yeah, all, all of them, all of you them. Know, so so it's mean, like, like, like you said, he definitely better than RG three. And I mean, I, I yeah. not, not to get off topic, but I just felt like when when Baltimore picked up RG three, one, I felt like it was a slap in the face, one to me, um, and then two, I just felt like he was just going to be like a, um, a, a a preseason dummy, you know, just to get him in there, get him some rest, let the let the defense you know get after him and and go from there but i still feel like you know them having um what's my man from louisville um yeah uh, the 
uh, Jackson. Lamar, like he's not ready yeah. yet, which is fine. He's not ready yet, but I think he will be ready. So I, I just, I mean, no, I but why you, why you, why you feel it was a slap in the face because they offered Cap the, the contract before Robert Griffin? That's why I was giving them some credit. Because because I heard I heard the story a different way than what you just described. I mean, so what I heard okay. was that Ray Lewis was in the meeting with them, and when they were trying to go through the contract negotiations, the reason why that they didn't decide to sign Cap wasn't necessarily because of that, was because of some tweets that his girlfriend or fiance had posted. So, yeah, but that was you know yeah I, I remember that too. But I thought it's always it's always that you know that information barrier. You know what's true and what's not true, or, or what happened or what really didn't happen. You know what I mean? Right, right. It is. It is. You know. So, so yeah. So I mean, but I mean, you know, I, like I've 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 taken my stand to say that I'm not going to watch. You know, and I'm not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's going to change anything in terms of fantasy. But I was telling, uh, I was telling T Man that it was going to be a little hard for me to do my picks and stay up on point because I'm not actually watching. You know what I mean? But I oh, feel like I get enough, um, I get enough uh, um, previews and you know stuff like that to still find out who hit, you know, who hurt. You know who 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 got game, who don't. So I think it'd still be fun to connect with y'all playing the fantasy thing, and I don't think I lose you know too much sleep of not watching. But in terms of you watching, clearly it hasn't affected you to watch because you still going to watch. And I mean, I don't knock nobody from not watching because I mean, or, or watching because everybody going to do their own thing. But kind of what's your perspective on just still you know watching? I mean, just so people can hear you know. You know, they, I'm clearly I'm taking a stand that I don't want to watch, but just give uh, the audience a, 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 um, you know, just a perspective of, you know, why you why you think you still want to watch. Yeah, I guess I I guess I'm just not that I, I don't feel that me not watching is going to hurt the NFL. You know what right. I'm saying? I think, like I said, the TV deal is it's already done. done. Right. He got twenty five billion dollars. Um, the Fox Network just renewed for three billion. You know, I just think that from a, you know, am I going to deprive myself of something that I love to watch? Right. When it's not going to, me not watching, is not going to affect any change. Now, if they right. now let's say the players come out and say, you know, let, let's say. Uh, uh, 12 of the Redskins black players come out and say we want the fans to come out to FedEx Field and stand out there with us. We ain't going in. I'm out there. I'll be out there. I'll miss the game that day because I'll be out there. With, you know, I'll, I'll stand behind that. Right. Because I, I think they got the more they got the leverage. They do. You know man. what I'm saying? They do. They, they got all the leverage and if the players not going to stand up for cap, it's going to be hard. You know, I understand your point of view though. You know, I'm not disagreeing with your point of view either. You know what I'm saying? But just from my point of view, I'm not really into college football like that. I'm, right. And I'm really, I am. So so I think that's gonna supplement yeah. me. Yeah, that'll that'll help you. I mean, hey, we could we could talk about college, I think is even more disrespectful to the players than the NFL. Man, what? And and, and it's almost like I had to think about that one too, because <laughs> it was like, you know, you know, you know, four 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 players from North Carolina got suspended four games for Saturday cleats. Yeah. But they weren't in Greeks, they were just Jordans. Well, they were just, just right, right, just shoes, right, right. But but the school, 
the, the, the NCAA and the schools make so much money off these kids. Yeah. Make millions of dollars off these kids and then not to jump topics, but then I was listening to somebody talk about how it was so disrespectful for Ohio State to suspend Urban Meyer for three games versus just firing him. Yeah. They was that's like that's dis- they was like that's disrespectful, flat out disrespectful. And then it comes out that he's known about this for a a while. I mean, a a a good while. And then they even found out that he had tried to delete some text messages from the dude's wife. So it, you know, I mean, I guess like you said, it's just a person's stand within themselves what they want to do. Me. I feel like I said I was I, w- I wasn't gonna watch last year and I still did, but I said uh, this year I said I wasn't gonna watch because I wanted to make a conscious decision and then follow through with it. Not necessarily, you know, like you just said, um, you know, make it, me thinking that it was gonna make a big impact, you know, to the NFL because, like you said, it, it, it stands with the players and what they could do to affect the game and to, to affect the change. But I think I more so did it in my mind saying that I was going to do it and then I just want to follow through with it, just knowing that I have the ability to say I'm going to do something and then follow all the way through with it, just like the podcast. I mean, just like this. I mean, we right. like when I when I talked about you, I mean, when I talked to you about this a while back, I mean, I was still in the processing stage, like, should I do it? How am I going to do it? You know, how can I figure out how to do it? And then it just, stuff just, just came together. And I mean, even the feedback that I got from you and other people in my circle, uh, people that I went to school with. I mean, everybody was giving me such good feedback. Like, Slim, you made for this type shit, man. I mean, you've been a funny motherfucker from day one. Or you've been somebody that had a voice that people would listen to from day one. So it, it just all kind of it just called all kind of added up and made sense. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I, I just think that's my that's my kind of kind of my take on it, me not watching. I mean, I mean, now trust me, now you know damn well I'm sitting here on Sunday, and I'm like, it's one o'clock. What am I getting ready to do? Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> what, what am I getting ready to do, man? Like, I know the game. What am I getting ready to do? Go to the gym? Like, what I'm gonna do? But right. I just felt like I just felt like for now, I kind of got, I kind of got this as my buffer. Where if right. it's one o'clock and I don't want to watch the game, shit, I can sit down, take some notes, figure out, you know, topics for a new show. Or you know, uh, call some people, come up with some idea. You know, just keep, just keep it, keep the content coming. So I got like a buffer now, but I'm like, yep. you know, for now that's good. But I, I mean, deep down inside, do I still want to watch football? Hell yeah. But yeah. do I want to see, you know, this big corporation continue to feel like they bullying us and slaving us? Like we was at work, <clears throat> we was at work, and we mm-hmm. were just talking about, you know, slavery overall. I mean, it's a mixed group of people. I work with a mixed group of people. And when we were talking, I somebody said modern day slavery, and I yelled out, I yelled out the NFL, and everybody looked at me, and I was like, they was like, damn, I was like, cause that's what it is, it's modern day slavery, and I'm like, if none of the players can value themselves and see that, then, like you just said, nothing ever is really going to change. Right. I mean, I'm a when it comes to slavery, I got a real, you know, <laughs> soft heart towards that. I don't, I don't think nothing compares. Um, but you know, I understand what you're saying. I think that the NCAA is way worse than the NFL. Yeah. Um, you, you know, right. I mean the education, yeah, definitely, but the numbers don't add up, you know what I'm saying? Not to the, at amount, all. the amount of kids that play, 
NBA, I mean that that play in the um, NCAA, that they're not going to the NFL. They're not right. going to the to the to, to the NBA. Right. I mean, only three thousand and forty-one people have ever even played in the NBA. Right. Three thousand, not not thirty thousand. Three thousand forty-one people have even ever played in the NBA. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like the, the numbers are, don't stack up in the favor. So if you got kids that's not really, you know, doing well in school, and how how much are they following up? And you know, how much is a free education really? as opposed to what the NCAA is making off of these kids, you know, but yeah. that's a different conversation. We here to talk about cap, you know, so, you know, you know, like I said, I, I stand behind cap, um, but I think the players got to help the fans make a difference. Yeah. You know, that, that. that's, that's really my take on it. Um, but I res- I definitely respect your decision, you know, not, not to watch the game. I think you, you've taken a stance and you're going to hold with your stance. And, yeah. you know, that's to be commended because a lot of us say we're going to do something and don't do nothing. I mean, even right. if it's something as little as donating $5, we some, sometimes we just never get around to it. Right. And, you know, it seems small in your mind, but that it could really help. And right. the, truth, the truth is what you're doing could help. We just don't know. We don't need, we don't see the numbers to know. Right. That's true. That makes sense. That's true. You know, that's true. You know so, so, so I, I won't, I can't really say that, you know, me not watching. It's just that in my, my way of thinking, I don't know how big a deal it's going to make for me. You know, it's, it's kind of like how black people used to feel about voting. Right. You know, right. I ain't voting. My, my one vote not going to do nothing. Good but point. it might, though. Good you point. know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, I can't really vote, but you know that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we, oh, we, oh, we got a couple. We, we got a couple conversations that's coming up, man. Because I, I just feel like you know, I mean, a lot of the stuff that I feel like we've been through. When you, when you take me back to 1998, I mean, can you imagine how many topics, how many stories, how many life experiences that we can share on this podcast and have somebody else listening to it and on the other head be like, dang. I, yeah, I've, been, I've been through. I've been through that. I did that. But how do we get through that? I mean, even not to not to switch topics, but even your individual story of what you went right. through. You know, right. it's like you know to share that. It's somebody else listening. Like, damn, okay. Yeah. And he and he got through that, and he still working. He still kept his head, and he still, you know, what I'm saying, got his sanity. It's like, I mean, that's what it's about. And I mean, people always ask me, you know, well, what, you know, what's your main, what's your main objective for the show? I was like, my main objective for the show. Is to just speak straight from the heart, right? Don't try to script it. Don't try to, you know, make it too, you know, you know, oh, perfect. Just, just speak, just speak straight from the heart. I said because if somebody can listen to me and listen to my story and, and can and can learn something from it, then I did my job. Yeah, you yeah, know, oh, 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 you, oh, you know, it's money in that thing now. I mean, it probably is, and I feel like if I do end up making some money from it, that's the added bonus. Right. That ain't necessarily my goal. My goal was just to use my voice as a, you know, as a platform to just get what I know and my life experience of myself and, you know, my family and friends and just put it out there. I mean, because I want to get so many people on the show, but I do want to organize it in a way where it's not just all over the place. I mean, I do yeah. want to, you know, okay, the NFL is hot right now. Okay, let's talk about the NFL or if something else come up and it's something that I can relate to, then yeah, then I'll do that. But I mean, I got a show coming up that I think will be sweet, dog. And I do want to get a panel of us to talk about it. And there's a couple shows, but the one that I'm working on now is one about PTSD. And, okay. and, 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 you know, do black men, 
you know, are, are we misdiagnosed? I mean, do we have PTSD and not know it growing up in America? I mean, all this, all the shit that we go through, or is it just for military people only? So I'm not working definitely. on that. It's you definitely not just for military people. It's a good conversation. You, you know what I mean? So, I, so, I, so I got a, so I got a military vet who's in the military right now. I think he'll be done. Um, I think he said he'll be done this year or next year. And um, then T Man was the one who kind of put it on my head because we was at his house talking and he brought it up. So I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get this vet, and then we are gonna rap about it and just see what what comes out and yeah, just get the two, you know, the two different views on it or whatever. So. I mean, oh, yeah, I definitely, uh, definitely looking to uh, California and Chicago. A lot yeah. of the kids that come out of the gang violence, they already getting diagnosed with PTSD. Okay, I'll do that. So, so, so all through California, it's a lot of people in Cali and uh, Chicago that that's getting prescri- prescribed or diagnosed. Wow. Um, with PTSD, I mean, and it's in masses. You know what I'm saying? For the that's amount of murders crazy. they've seen and just things that's going on in their community, they just they, it's, it's traumatizing these guys, man, and, and 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 that's why I say I don't mind, you know, getting on here and sharing a, a few of my stories because I feel like people got to know the backdrop. People got to know, right. you know, that you talking some shit that you know. I mean, you can't yeah. just be talking and, and don't know what the fuck you talking about. You got to be talking, exactly. and somebody be like, "Oh, that nigga ain't never did that." Oh, he ain't he ain't right. never he ain't never been through that shit. And I mean, like yeah. a while back, I was saying I wanted to stop saying the word nigga. And I'm trying. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I catch right. myself sometimes and try to remix it, but I mean, it's it, like Snoop said on um on the shop. He was like, "It's so it's embedded in our brain. We just say it, and we don't necessarily say it and mean anything by it. It's just something that we say." And yeah, I remember. Now, uh, and then Lee now was like, he, he was trying. He was trying right. to stop too. He, before he passed away, he was trying to stop saying it all the time, man. Right. And you know what I mean? Get on me about saying it, telling me to stop saying it. Right, and and, and coming from and, and and coming from him, you like what? Nigga? what? Exactly. <laughs> you like what, nigga? Exactly. You know what I'm saying what? He the last yeah. person I would have thought, but yeah. Exactly, and so and, and then it's like I saw this video, and then it was about this man, and you know he was white, he was talking to his neighbor, and the funny thing about that story was, you know, the the black dude was like, man, you can't be talking about nigga. And he was like, I ain't call you a nigga, n e n i g g r. I called you a nigga, n i g g a, meaning that it was okay. Nah, he was like, it's on TV, it's in the radio, you know, everybody saying it. But then it made me think, like, damn, he got a valid point though. Uh, I don't know about that. We talked about not, that another not, time. Not, not, not necessarily saying, not necessarily saying from a white point of view, but I'm just saying he had a he had a point of how freely it's used. It's used freely, but I mean, I would say it like this though: you and your brother could be having an argument, and you might call him a sucker, right? But nobody, nobody else better call your brother no sucker. Yeah, because we got action. You right. Exactly. So everything, everything, everybody can't do everything. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. it's stuff that they do that we don't do, won't do. That's true. You know, so I mean the the word was abused and used in the form of hatred. But you know, yeah. the, it's a it's a um the dude that that uh was in um dude that was in training day, the dude bone. Bone, yeah. Yeah, he he he's on a uh, Baron Davis did a thing about the Bloods and the Crips. Okay, and he was talking about how we use the word nigger and all different types in the black community. Okay, 
He said, if you know you about to go do a drive by, you're not gonna be like, let's get these brothers. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. gonna use the word in the form of hatred too. Let's go kill these niggas. You know what I'm saying? So right. Right. you do use the word in a hateful form, the same way that white people did. So we got to be careful, really, of how we use it because a lot of times in the music, it's used to to talk about riding on and, and going and going to kill another brother. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we even use it in a hateful way too. <laughs> yeah, we do. I mean that that's yeah. that's a that's a great point. We do. <laughs> I might have to look yeah. that up though. But yeah, I mean, I I just think for me, I mean, now that I'm getting a little older, I mean, of course, you know, baby girl, don't soften me up a little bit. And I uh-huh. always tell people, you know, I always tell people though, but you know, don't don't cross that imaginary line though. Yeah, I got yeah, I got I got, I got I got that imaginary line that if you cross that line, you get what you get. I mean, yep. especially, especially if you jump out there, one, and two, especially if I give you the benefit of the doubt, hey, man, man oh, no, you got it, because you got it. And right. you still cross that line, right. then you get what you get. So I don't want to, you know, hear, oh, you a hypocrite, you talking positivity, you talking this. Nah, bro, you give a grown man leeway, hey, because hey, yeah. you got it, or nigga bump you or something, oh, oh, oh my bad time. You know, you give him leeway, but he look at you like, nigga, what? You like, oh, bro, oh, oh, oh. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm just trying to get everybody the benefit of the doubt. I'm trying to, you know, be better than I was yesterday because that's what I preach. And I'm just trying to, you know, get a better understanding and just get dialogue going. I mean, have some have some adult conversations. I mean, I, I see so many people, you know, talking about dumb shit. I'm like, let's talk about some real shit. And so that's right. where the name of the show came up, you know, Real Talk with the Six Man. And everybody kind of know, you know, where I grew up, you know, in right. Southeast. And I grew up on 6th Street. So my man was like, well, where did the Six Man come from? I was like, it's just basically, you know, coming from my street. And how I, you know, came from Sixth Street and became a man, and uh, all, all my experiences around it. You know, Dale State. You know, meeting y'all. I mean, I, I, I tell anybody. I would tell anybody. You know, my family. My family is my family. You know, that's the family that was given to me because I was born into that family. But I would tell anybody. I, I associate y'all. You know, you hood, T man, cool, Diggy, Kim. You know, mm-hmm. Leroy, rest in peace. Um, all y'all. I, I consider y'all family. I don't consider y'all friends. So when yeah, I say yeah. family and friends, all of y'all are in that family part. And then all of my friends that I feel like are associates or you know, people I know that's cool with me are the friend part. But family, right. yeah, that's the that's the bloodline. I mean, cause we've been through like you yeah, say, we got <laughs> we got a couple stories that we can, you know, right. drop, you know, later on, but that's just you know that's just what it is. So I mean, right. I, I just wanted to, I just wanted to get your take on it. I mean, it, it was perfect. You know, timing that we was going to do the draft tomorrow, and so I was like, man, let me go ahead and you know, since I'm gonna go ahead and do the fancy, let me go ahead and call the commission and you know, and just let them share his view, you know, on what's yeah. going on. And um, you know, I, I appreciate you taking some time with me just to rap. I mean, I think we need to do it more often. I think I'm gonna try to set up your idea of us, you know, maybe getting together on Sundays. And just, you know, putting the mic up and just, you know, hey, let's, what are we going to talk about? So, I mean, because I feel like the more we talk, the more people may listen and the more people we may touch. And, I mean, who knows, you know, what can happen. So, again, I mean, I hope you enjoy the rest of the weekend. I appreciate you taking some time with me, man. And, you know, um, you know, just dropping, you know, just dropping some, you know, dropping some knowledge. I mean, because everybody don't have um, the capacity to listen to some stuff. And, and 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 get it. I mean, and then it's like you know, some people, you know, some people talk, like some people talk, but they don't walk the walk. And I feel like 
this show is all about people that I know that if I'm talking to them, we've already had dialogue and I already got an understanding of where they're coming from. But guess what? If our view is different, let's talk about it anyway and, exactly. and, and see how other people look, you know, look at those viewers. So, um, I mean, I, I think I'm, we, I think you're going to be, I think you're going to be on the show again. I mean, cause there's a lot of stuff that me and you've been through, um, yeah. you know, um, individually, you know, that may need to be talked about because there's some brothers that don't know how to come back from that. You feel me? Yeah, yeah definitely. It's, it's, it's some brothers that don't know how to come back from that. And it's some brothers that's out here now that's, that's, you know, getting into, you know, other, um, situations uh-huh. And still carrying that burden, right? And these women like, well, why the fuck he act like that? Because right. that nigga ain't really learned how to deal with, you know, what he what he got going on or whatever. So yep. again, I, I appreciate the time, man. And I mean, I hope I, I wish all you suckers uh, <laughs> no success in fantasy this year. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're gonna do this again, man. So again, y'all know who I am. I'm the six man. I'm always going to be here giving y'all content. I'm always going to be here, you know, letting y'all know what's going on, what's real. I mean, I want to uplift. I want to inspire. I want everybody to get on their level, man. I want everybody to get on top of their game plan. Sometimes it's going to be funny. Sometimes it's not. It's just going to be real and straight from the heart. So, again, for me, you know how to find me. I'm on Facebook, Real Talk with the Six Man. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Anything that I'm on social media, YouTube, whatever, it's all the Six Man. So I'm gonna leave y'all with this man, this 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 song, man, because I thought it was. It's, it, it, it talks about being young, but then growing up and going back and forth, and it, it's fitting for the closing of the show. So, GP, I appreciate your time, man. Hey, thank and, uh, you, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, like I say to my zealous man, y'all enjoy this holiday weekend, man, and uh, y'all be easy, man. Uh, on our way to that black amusement park, wood roller coasters, crack sold on plastic scooter cars, uh, smoking grass at the vintage food court, broken glass waiting on you on the swimming pool floor. I came across my identity on the Bablo boat. That's where I lost my virginity. No condom though. That's when paranoia hit me like when superstition does. Left my inhibitions, I guess, where my supervision was. Parties on the way to the island would be the livest though. First time big bro hit the bottle was on the bobble boat. But neither one of us knew that we would both grow up and turn to alcoholics though. Bobble boat.